And we are back after a little bit of a vacation. Oh my gosh, we just came in real hot on that. (laughs) Yes, we did, because she said that she was troubled by me shaking my pencil, and then said it sounded dirty, when in fact, I was just shaking a pencil. He was just shaking his pencil at me. There, how are you? I am great, how are you doing? I'm fine, it's been a few weeks. I know, but we were on vacation, both of us were. Separately, we don't vacation together. Nope. Um, so, no, the, the boy and I went to Dallas. We went to Nashville. We had a lot of fun. Yes. And you went to... Hawaii. Yes. And also had a lot of fun, clear up until the point that you got attacked by coral. <laughs> right. Right up until I tried to make myself shark bait. So... Yes. So... That was fun. Have you healed completely? I have, but, you know, not that anybody really cares. Uh, Mom, if you're listening... I, I think I have some nerve damage in my finger from it because it is super sensitive. No one cares. That's what I figured. I just wanted to point that out. So, yeah. oh my gosh, if somebody's offended by me not caring, <laughs> please don't be. Please, please don't. Show me on the doll Can where my podcast hurt you. <laughs> can I tell you how excited I am by the number of five-star ratings? I know it's not a ton, but it's a great start. I know. It's a, I was so excited. There are a couple of comments. Um that were very, very kind, very complimentary. So yes. we appreciate that. Have you gotten any emails? I have. I have gotten two emails. I've gotten one from my friend Greg, who does uh, hometown trivia, where he hosts trivia nights. And he was very complimentary. And then I got one from Riley, who asked us perhaps if we could give a nod uh, to how big law firms work or medium-sized law firms work because she has a number of friends who've just graduated from law school and she doesn't know what kind of questions to ask them or how to approach them. I don't either. (laughs) We could make some stuff up, but that seems like that's really bad. No, I I did work at a a mid-sized law firm right now. I never have. Now, I've worked at a large corporation, Mm -hmm. but not as a lawyer, so... Well, we'll look into that, Riley. Absolutely. Absolutely. We really appreciate that. And uh, I already got Greg's address for a sticker. And Riley, you need to send me your address so I can send you a sticker. Do we owe anybody a coffee mug yet? Not yet. Okay. Well, remember, folks, coffee mugs are an option. That's right. Not very many, though, because, well, they're kind of expensive and we don't make any money doing this. So (laughs) just saying. Just saying. It's a passion project. So can I tell you um, how annoyed my son is with me that it has taken me so long to edit our last podcast that he guessed it on? Mm-hmm. Can I also tell you what an awesome job he did? Yeah, he did. He was spot on. I know. That one thing he said, I still laugh about it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. the uh, About the playing the level. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was classic. So funny. So, um, also, I would like to, you know, he wants to participate again. We will absolutely have him on again. I would like to have um, the captain on again. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have Brian on again. Yep. So we've got some guests. And then obviously, if you know us and want to guest with us, just reach out to Stephanie because I don't give my email address <laughs> out. Oh, and we had a, uh, a volunteer to write us some original music. So we're going to get him in here, and I'm super excited about that. That, Yes, that is awesome. And I also have to say, at some point in our podcast, I promised music, 
and then there wasn't any because I'm not smart enough to figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. We, we bought mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to have the custom music, though. Mm-hmm. I know. Super and excited. I need the captain's help to, to tell me how to, right. how to actually Well, we'll get that squared in. away. Sure. And I'm so excited, Andy. We cannot wait to have you in here and record something special. It means a lot that you volunteer to do that. So Absolutely. thank you so much. Absolutely. There's somebody who needs coffee. Yeah, he needs a coffee mug. He'll get a jacket. We so, don't have jackets. We don't. No, we don't. We don't have really cool stuff. But <laughs> hey, when we start making some money, we're all about the swag. So yeah. don't worry. So don't worry. How was your week this week? It was so busy. Uh-huh. What's happening Saturday? Um, It's the craft fair. Mm-hmm. There's a cat show in town. I cannot wait. I, okay. Can you imagine the people watching at a cat show? <laughs> you can't hear it, but I just died a little bit inside. <laughs> so, I, I want to go. How does one show a cat? Do you just like on a pillow and laying out, or I don't know, and that's why I need to go. Do they feel up the cat like they do the boy dogs at the? I don't Westminster I don't show? think that cats would be very tolerant of that. I wouldn't think cats would be very tolerant <laughs> of anything, including the drive to the show. Right. Like, I found this cat, and I was up here visiting for Christmas and took my daughter to this really incredible place where she could do some aerial silks. And it was in sort of a less than desirable neighborhood, and we found this cat. And so... It was like two degrees outside, and the cat was kind of limping along and crying out to me. And so I went to a couple different doors and knocked on him and asked if this cat belonged to anybody at the risk of getting shot. (laughs) (laughs) So it didn't belong to anybody. And I was like, oh, God, what do I do? What do I do? So I took the cat. Um, Turns out the cat had a broken ankle. And yeah, but I took it to the vet when we got back to Tennessee and the vet was trying to explain how cats work to me. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I know that, you know, I grew up on a farm. I've had like way more cats than should be allowed by law. And she continued to try to like Vets explain cats to me, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, how much I explanation know. were you trying to assemble cats? <laughs> what were you doing?" She was like trying to explain cat personality to me, and I'm like, "Yeah, they, yes, it's yeah. very big. It takes up the whole room. Right? Sometimes they're kind of like dogs, and sometimes they're kind of bitches. So okay, point zero 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 x percent of the time they're like dogs. So okay, so what happened with this cat? Well, he's here." When we move back, he makes a, a cameo appearance every once in a while. He's at mom's. Oh, Because okay. all of hers had, you know, gone on to their reward. Okay. So. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, anything else exciting going on? It's my birthday. Not yet, but close. On Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah. She will be 72. That's correct. Indeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now, what about, I, what about your weekend? You got anything big planned? No, I have nothing big planned this week. It'll probably be at your house for your birthday. Yay! Where I damn well better have a gift for your daughter <laughs> whose birthday has already <laughs> passed. Man, did I get my ass ripped. Yeah, she came in hot. So she saw Steve sitting at the table the first time we had all been together after our respective vacations. And it was about a week after her birthday, and she got up to go upstairs after dinner and was like, 
No gifts, Steve. <laughs> right? I'm like, holy cow, shots fired. Yeah. So, um, so yes, I better not show up. If I show up with your gift and not her gift, that's going to be but a problem. I'll just give her mine. But your gift isn't here yet, so still hoping, still holding out hope that, uh, still holding out hope that your gift will arrive. That's nice. Um, also, I have to chuckle. So I, I am the producer of these episodes, uh, which is really, I think, doing a disservice to the term producer. And um, I watch the levels. And one of the things that I enjoy is the amount of time that Stephanie pauses between words, <laughs> which causes me no end of having to cut this out. So she's telling your story. When you hear it, it will be seamless. <laughs> When I listen to it, it's going to be 45 minutes long. Apparently, I do a William Shatner impression <laughs> while I'm talking. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Speaking of talking, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about movies that we love that other people hate. All right. I wish we had some music to play right there because that would be really right. exciting. It you, would gave be. It, you really talked the intro up. So I hope we don't just, you know, suck wind through this whole thing. So, no, how come right. we're talking about things we love? Where do you want to start? Well, I've looked some things up on Metacritic. And so when I give my, like, critical reviews, like what the critics said, their rankings, it's based on they consider Citizen Kane 100. I mean, it was okay. Um, I've tried to watch it no fewer than seven times and fallen asleep each and every time. <laughs> okay, well, it's better than Nightall. Just saying it has a benefit. Yes, perhaps I should just have it on a loop and that would help me with my insomnia. Right, right. So, um, so no, I, I actually have seen Citizen Kane. Was it really that good? It was okay. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming... The time, and I mean, you know, yes, there's some underlying messages there, and what Rosebud actually represented, and blah blah blah. But don't here's the spoil thing. it for people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an eighty-year-old movie. If you don't know that Rosebud's a sled, too fucking bad. So, um, the uh, again, the I, when I go to a movie, I, I don't go to to think about the what the underlying meaning of of life may be. But then again, I like movies where shit just blows up. That's fair. And the occasional comedy as well. I I like action movies. Die Hard is one of the greatest movies ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. Um, so, so, bleed us off. Okay. So, the first one I picked is Clue. And according to... Mrs. Mrs. Peacock was a man! <laughs> I love Clue so very much. I have gotten my children onto it. There was a time when we would watch it, like, kind of all the time, right before everybody went to bed. And it's a fantastic movie. And Metacritic gave it a 39 out of 100. Oh, that's crap. It is such crap. So first of all, what was so cool about that was the fact that it had multiple endings. Yes. Depending on which theater you went to. Yes. And um, now I didn't actually see it in the theater. I, I rented it on VHS. Uh-huh. And if you, rented it, if you rented it on tape, for those of you who are unfamiliar, that's how <laughs> movies used to be watched at home. And prior to us, movies were only watched in the theater. That's correct. And people referred to it as going to the show. Right. So um, and it cost like a nickel. And <laughs> <laughs> we may have skipped a few decades there. Um, but uh, no, the, if you had it on, on VHS, then you got to see all three endings. 
Yes. And I say VHS because if you got it on beta, they just didn't do an ending to it, I guess, is that's, what I'm that's trying correct. to say. Did you ever know why VHS took we off? We talked about this have already. Have we talked about this? Yes, when I Brian was on. I love it because on. it's my favorite trivia fact. Right, right. Okay, so, um, and, and, you know, also I'd like to say we would love to hear from our listeners if oh, yeah. about what movies you love that everyone else hates. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go back to, let's go back to Clue. Look at the people who were in it. Madeline Kahn, the great Madeline Kahn for Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Tim Curry, Leslie Ann Warren, mm-hmm. you had Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who Colleen Camp is, but she Colleen was Camp is a vet. Yeah. And if you watch, she's in so many things you don't even realize it's her. Oh, she's a one she's of those one wonderful of those. character actors. Yes. Okay, yes. okay. Michael McKeon yes. was in there. Um, yes. Lenny, yeah, he was Lenny on Laverne and Shirley. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife, <laughs> which may not have aged well, maybe kind of quasi homophobic, but at the time, a very funny line. No, it was. You have to think of the time too, and you've got to think of context and and all of that. If you went into Clue thinking that you were headed into fine cinema, you're not that. Bright. <laughs> Because <laughs> no. if you saw the preview to it, you knew what you were in for. Right. It's based on a board game. Right. <laughs> Everyone slow down. Right. So, um, so no, some great people. Oh, Martin Mull was in it too, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. For those of you who were who are our age, who were fans of Nick at Night back when we were in our twenties, mm-hmm. early twenties. Um, Nick at Night would show a lot of 50s and 60s shows, and one of them was Fernwood Tonight. Mm-hmm. So what was the other one uh, Lily Hartman. Tomlin was on? It was a... It was a Laugh-In? Yes, Laugh-In. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But did we're not we say, talking about shows. Did we say Eileen Brennan? No, Eileen Brennan was in it? Yes. Oh, I don't... Let me look that up. I don't She's remember Mrs. that. She's Mrs. Peacock. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. She's so fantastic in Maybe it you too. did say Eileen Brennan right out of the gate. Right. You probably And you may remember her from Private Benjamin, and she later played Jack's acting teacher on Will and Grace, which is very amusing. I I did not see that. So, oh my God, Kelly Nakahara was in it. Yeah, Nurse Kelly was in it. She's the cook. If you've seen it, you've seen Madeline Kahn do this iconic bit where she's talking about how much she hates this woman that her husband was sleeping with, and she's like, flames, flames on the side of my face. And she completely improvised that. And I didn't know this until recently I was listening to a podcast called That Aged Well, and they were talking about it. And if you look at the other actors, you can kind of tell that they're like, oh, okay, (laughs) because it was completely improvised. It is so incredibly funny. It's just a wonderful movie. That is a fact. And um, let me see if it's available on streaming. And actually, it didn't do too bad. So on IMDb, it was rated 7.3, 68% on Rotten uh, Tomatoes, 3.8 on Letterboxd. Well, so, apparently Metacritic just has a stick up their ass. Well, you know, you get some of these, right? So what I always like is the cinema score rating. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care what the critics say. I want to know what my peer group is saying. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, I, I don't really care when it's movies I'm not interested in anyway. I'm not sure. going to go see it because the cinema score rating was so high. Sure. But, you know, 7.3, these people who rate on IMDb, man, they are just fucking brutal. I know. <laughs> I know. It's harsh. Yes, it is. So, hey, um, did what was the last movie you saw in the theaters before everything went fluey? Oh, 
You mean before the, okay, so that was, um, Travis and I went to see Wonder Woman. Oh, In okay. December of 2020. Okay. And we both did not care for it. Okay, that movie sucks balls. Oh, and I love Wonder gosh. Woman. Yeah, I do too. I love Linda Carter. Um, she was in it. She yes, did a cameo in it. I, yes, we know you love Linda I, Carter. I yelled pause when <laughs> she was on the screen and no one listened to me, which is odd because there was like no one else in the theater. Right, either. because that movie is not very good. So, but no, it was that was not a good movie. That is not a movie that I love that others hated. I I, I don't think I'm alone in my no. my assessment. The of thing the about story. that movie that was so weird is that it's set in 1984. And when I think about the 80s, like, you know, of course, I, I remember being, you know, okay, in high school. If you guys don't know that Stephanie and I love the 80s, oh, we God. would go back and relive the 80s if sure, we could. Sure, sure, But But continue. So there were no 80s songs in it. It was completely devoid of any, like music from that time it was well, so weird and the whole storyline well, okay. i mean that was awful first of all the mandalorian needs to wear the helmet and just be the mandalorian i did not <laughs> care for him as the bad guy yeah um but the other thing i thought this whole story was so stilted because mm-hmm. you've got this her significant other is dead and I, it just didn't track with me. right i mean they literally created this entire bullshit movie just for a way to get chris pine in it right and who, spoiler right, alert, died right, in the first one. Right. Again, that movie's been out a while. Right. Um, so at any rate, now that was the last movie before okay. all of the Rona stuff happened. Um, since then, the captain and I have seen um, the Ryan Reynolds movie, mm-hmm. The Extra Guy. That's not what it's called. I don't remember what Bonus it's called. Bonus Guy? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's a great movie. It is so funny, but it's Ryan Reynolds, so how can it not be unless it's the Green Lantern, (laughs) which is funny, but for a different reason, and oddly enough, is on my list. I know. Um, I like that movie. I did, too. (laughs) Why everybody fucking bags on it? Okay, so the last movie I saw before everything shut down was Parasite. Oh, okay, okay. And so it was... If you've seen Parasite, water and like a rainstorm feature is prominently in it. So I leave the theater and I'm walking to my car and I'm standing by some storm drains and it was just a really freaky experience. <laughs> and Parasite isn't scary. I don't know why I got so freaked out, but I was like, ah, I gotta go. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> funny. So um, all right, do we want to move on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, sure. I outed myself on Green Lantern. Okay. So let okay. me let me just kind of start out. It's five point five out of ten on IMDb, which isn't bad because, like I said, those people are brutal. So harsh. And twenty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes and thirty nine percent on Metacritic. Oh. I know, and I'm thinking, okay, you're not probably wrong, but you know, just step back a little bit, right? Right. This, they, they gave it a good effort. It wasn't a bad way to spend a, a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. You had Ryan Reynolds, um, which how can you not like him? He's hysterical. Right. Now, actually, it probably worked out well because if Green Lantern would have taken off, he'd have never been Deadpool. And Deadpool is a remarkable, oh my gosh, remarkable yes. movie. So did I ever tell you when I went to see Deadpool? Mm-mm. Okay. So um, it was Travis's... Junior or senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. And so each of the boys, they, the boys went to different high schools. Mm-hmm. So each of the boys would have the occasional Friday off that didn't match the other one. Mm-hmm. So we would always do a Travis and Dad day or a Justin and Dad mm-hmm. day. 
Well, this was February, so it was Travis and Dad Day, and we went to the uh, the. It's not the AMC. It's the other one that got bought by AMC that serves food. Oh, um, okay. Whatever it was called, Cenotopia. Oh, um, that sounds fancy. <laughs> so, um, well, it was in the fancy area, and so we go in to buy tickets, and and you know, Travis always looked younger than he was. Oh right? yeah. So we're standing there to buy a ticket, and I said, oh, two for the, you know, two o'clock Deadpool. And the, the clerk, God love him, he was doing his best. He goes, um, well, um, I, I just want you to know um, there's some language in there. <laughs> Boy, there sure is. And, and I'm like, uh-huh. And he's like, and, and you know, it's, it, it, you know, sometimes it might upset some people. I said, it's rated R. I, I should know what I'm getting into. He goes, right. Right. But this woman brought her son to it who was 13 and then threw a big fit storming out of there and demanded her money back. And I'm like, okay, first of all, my son is either 17 or 18 mm-hmm. at the time, um, is 17 or 18. And language not only doesn't bother us, we look at it as an opportunity to weave new fabrics of profanity, <laughs> right. if at all possible. I might learn something new. <laughs> so at any rate, that was, my, that was my Deadpool story. Going back to Green Lantern... Um, the future Mrs. Reynolds was in that, Blake Lively. Uh-huh. Peace. I liked her in Gossip Girl. Don't tell people I've watched Gossip Girl. Uh, you just told the whole world. XOXO. Um, Peter Sarsgaard, Angela Bassett. Ooh, uh, I love Angela Michael Bassett. Michael Clark Duncan, who I absolutely Aww. love, who was taken from us way too soon. He's Him great. I know is dead. Do yes. not tell me he isn't. Yes. Um, and, and there were some there were some other folks in there. These were the main ones that I liked. But I thought it was creative. I thought it had a good message to it. And again, I'm not going. I'm not going to the cinema. I'm going to the movies. Right. And I just I want to have a not shitty way to spend two two and a half hours. Right. And some of the times I'm like, we have to meet these movies where they are. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, if you go to everything expecting the, the Maltese Falcon, <laughs> but yeah, you're yeah. gonna be disappointed. Exactly. Did exactly. it make you laugh? Did you have some fun? Then shut the fuck up right. and enjoy the movie. Right. Um, so keeping with my green theme, though. The Is green, it the Green Mile? The Green Hornet. Oh, oh, no. People love the Green Mile. Oh, I love that. I bawled my face off in that. Did you, I read that. So those were chapter books. Mm-hmm. And I guess once upon a time, chapter books were a big thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, authors would release one chapter at a time. And I, I just, I've always been a huge Stephen King fan. Yeah. And um, when he when he released this concept again, I, I was so excited. I loved the book. I loved the story. It wasn't my traditional Stephen King that I like. Right. But he's such an incredible storyteller. Yes. That you couldn't wait for the next book to come out. And also, if, by the way, it's a really easy way to make a book cost $40. <laughs> exactly. And Stephen, we're not mad at you. If you'd like to send me your address, I'll send you a sticker. Yeah, we'll send we you know a you're coffee a listener. mug. Yeah, we'll send you a coffee mug. No, I'm not mad. Um, but the Green Hornet 5.8 on IMDb. These guys are bitches. I'm telling you, they really don't. You know, like these anything. are people that sit in their basement and like <laughs> their don't basement? have. Okay, are they in their basement? Maybe someone, a female figure in their life, <laughs> their mother's basement, and they should just get a podcast and get all that aggression out. <laughs> That's what we do, but we don't live in our mothers' basements. No. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes 44, Metacritic 39. 
Um, but again, it's another one of those movies that I thought was uh, a, a really enjoyable way to spend a little bit of time. You had Seth Rogen, who's always funny. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you had Cameron Diaz, uh, Nick Cage was in there, Edward James Olmos, who I absolutely love. Um, I mean, it's not a who's who of A-listers, but there were a lot of good names in there. Yeah, for sure. And it was enjoyable. Did you ever see it? I have not seen that one. Okay. The other thing that I like is Seth Rowan's not exactly Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea that somebody a little, you know, chunky mm-hmm. can be a superhero. Oh, yeah. that's Because there's hope for me. <laughs> You're already a superhero. So, <laughs> I'm already fat. I'm already Stop fat. it. Interestingly enough, who else was in there that I completely forgot about this? I just looked it up. Edward Furlong. Do you remember him? He's the one... From the Terminator Terminator 2. He had a big break. He was this big teen idol pinup. And, um, you know, the girls would go crazy for him. So you guys can't see this, but I'm going to show Stephanie a picture of him today. Oh. Bless his heart. (laughs) Well, you know, not everybody turns out to be... Rob Lowe or (laughs) Jason Bateman. I think there may have been some other... I get him confused with a kid that was in The Client. Okay, so that kid died. I thought that he had passed. It was so sad. I I have to look at him. I think he had like drug problems. He did have a drug problem. And that movie, The Client, is exceptional if you haven't seen it. It really is. Um, First of all, Tommy Lee Jones in there as Reverend Roy, who who was the U.S. attorney. Absolutely phenomenal. If I remember right, I may be romanticizing this a little bit. Brad Renfro. Oh, okay. Um, I may be romanticizing this a little bit because I wanted it to be this way. But I, I think Brad Renfro's story wasn't that far off from Mark Sway's story, the character that he played. Right. And he kind of got plucked out of obscurity. And, and lo and behold, first of all, he's a good-looking kid. Mm-hmm. He's a good actor. He, he really, blew the doors absolutely. off that movie. So that's an awful lot to have thrust on you when you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And then if maybe you don't have all of the right resources around you, he just went down a he just went down an unfortunate road, like a, a lot of young actors do. Yeah, but um, that was really I get that's I get the two of them confused. I, I they don't look alike. I don't know why I necessarily do that, but. Right. You yeah. Know. So he died in 2008. Looks like he was 25. Aww, so yeah, that's that is too bad. that is really unfortunate. Um, Edward Furlong, though, hey, from what I understand, he's kind of turned his life around a little bit. So that's hats outstanding. Off to him. Absolutely a nod to him. Um, but those. Okay. So I've done a couple. I know they're dumb. I think they're great movies in the sense of it's a nice way to spend a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Do I think they are? Uh, uh, the Lost Weekend, no. Right. Which, by the way, if you've not seen The Lost Weekend, wonderful Fred McMurray movie. Well, see, I've never seen that. You're missing out. You love Fred McMurray, I'm sure. You've got to. You don't? I do not. I could not stand my three sons. Really? I know. Isn't that weird? Is it, did you don't like him as an actor or you didn't like him in that role? I just don't like my three sons. Okay. I just It just was like, it seemed like it never ended, too. It was like 14 well, years later. I'm it like, was a little... Diabetes inducing. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. Uncle Charlie was great though. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. Just blew everybody's eardrums out. Sorry for those of you listening Sorry. with uh, AirPods. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, no, Fred McMurray in The Lost Weekend, he did a wonderful job. It was a great movie. Another great movie of somebody who, you know, I know you have respect for, but don't particularly care for is King's Row with uh, Ronald Reagan. Oh, okay. So, but those are those are going back into the Wayback Machine. Those yeah, long see. predate me. Um, oh my gosh, there is the other movie. You start talking. I'm going to look it up because okay. <clears throat> I've actually never seen a Ronald Reagan movie, and I've never seen a John Wayne movie either. Really, I don't like dirty. Like westerns where they're all dirty and it would be gross. <laughs> I get real freaked out about that. Yeah, those people are not bathing daily. Exactly. Or weekly. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just never got into that. Somebody said I would like The Quiet Man with John Wayne. It has Maureen O'Hara. Yes. I love Maureen O'Hara. Yeah, and that's supposed to be something that I would that would be like a gateway movie for me for John Wayne. So another movie that I picked, and I know Steve is of the same mind of this, is Hudson Hawk. (laughs) (laughs) Love that movie. We actually watched it together, right? Yes. On the VHS, if I remember right. And uh, it is, you remember Citizen Kane, this is our benchmark, is 100. Uh, Metacritic gave Hudson Hawk a 17. (laughs) (laughs) Much like my algebra grade in high school. (laughs) Which I think is just... That is Dismal. a miscarriage of justice. It is a, I, I want to speak to a manager about this. This is so wrong. <laughs> okay, and I have to say, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt her here. We were in our 20s. We were at, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the name of the grocery store. <laughs> a and local it, grocery store. A local grocery store, a larger chain. And the service was just absolutely abysmal. And so we, not, neither of us are really this way. But we're like, okay, I, I got to talk to somebody mm-hmm. about this. I need to talk to a manager. And this kid comes up and Stephanie, without missing a beat, looks at him and says, can I have a real manager and not a little boy manager? <laughs> <laughs> she is such, she's that way sometimes. I'm just saying. I don't even remember that, but I know it's perfectly in character for me. So <laughs> that was definitely you not breaking character. Carry Whoopsie. on. I'm sorry. So. A 17, I tell you, it's it's an affront. Um, at the time, Rolling Stone referred to it as unspeakably awful. <laughs> also how my parents referred to my algebra grade in high school. My parents referred to my personality from about the time I was 12 until, well, we're waiting for that not to be that way. Um, Variety called it relentlessly annoying. <laughs> Which is what some people refer to our <laughs> podcast as. <laughs> right. Which still, you know, you can get a lot of opinions and I'm probably either one of those things. Right. So it has, I think that Hudson Hawk was ahead of its time and that's why it didn't fare as well. I, Look, I do not. I am pimping this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a great way to spend a couple of hours. It was a funny movie. Oh my God, it's so funny. It was funny. a fun movie. Funny. So. Ball ball. <laughs> And it has Sandra Bernhardt in it, and you, she she is an acquired taste. Yeah, but I you, like her. You either love her or you don't. Right. I think I don't know that there's a medium there. <laughs> so there's a, with she's interacting with the person that plays her husband in the movie, and I can't remember his name. Is it on here? It's Richard Grant, and <clears throat> they are you might constantly. Notice, you might notice the absence of a list of names that we're mentioning. Huh. <laughs> What I do? <laughs> the absence of A-listers in this movie. Oh, well, Bruce Willis is in it. <laughs> he was not an A-lister at the time. Was he not? No. Huh? Andy McDowell, Danny Aiello, 
James no, I, Coburn. I don't think any James Coburn was. Yeah. Um, David Caruso. <laughs> okay. Remember he plays Kit Kat? This Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. And then he plays um on NYPD Blue. He's mm-hmm. a detective paired with Andy Sipowitz. Mm-hmm. And then he got a little big for his britches and he played an unemployed actor for a while. Right. Because that he took the Diane Chambers route <laughs> and immediately regretted it. I was listening to another podcast today called Cheers Cast. And they were talking about it, you know, a, an episode that they go through chronologically. And I was thinking about all the movies that those other actors have been in. Like right. Woody Harrelson has had a phenomenal Oscar nominated career post right. post Cheers. Ted Danson has done well for himself. All right. I know you don't like him. I do. I kind of still think he's hot. Christy Alley has done well until she lost her fucking mind. I <laughs> always liked her as an actress, and I, you know, I actually think she's hot. Well, she's she's exceptionally gorgeous. Her eyes are just like mesmerizing. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Right. Okay. Well, that's what I was looking at. <laughs> John Ratzenberger has been in every single Pixar movie. Right. And probably has more money than God. We could just Scrooge McDuck in his basement on cash. <laughs> Norm has done well for himself. You know who Norm is the uncle of? Jason Sudeikis. Yes. So they've just... And Rhea Perlman has done Matilda and 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 things like that. You know Jason Sudeikis' mom lives in our area-ish. Yes. Yes. So she's she's somewhat adjacent. John Ratzenberger has a... Words are hard. Projected? No, a... I can't ever believe what I see on the internet about people's net worth. Oh, I'm trying right. to think of what the reported, reported yeah. net worth of $50 million. Oh, I think that's low. <laughs> I, yeah, I would imagine that it is. Um, but, oh, yeah, so here's another one, $80 million. Right, because if you figure he gets closer. something on the back end of those Pixar well, movies. I would imagine he does now, um, for sure, if he didn't early on. Oh, but back to Hudson Hawk and the cast. My point was, they were not A-listers at the no, time. No, no. So there wasn't really. I mean, James Coburn at that point is not carrying a movie. No, he you know our he man, was in his seventies. Our man then, Flint right? was a long time yeah. ago before Hudson Hawk. Yeah. So, what was I saying? I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, they're talking to each other, the May Mayflowers, and Sandra Bernhardt does this thing where she's like, "Don't hate me, baby," blah, 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 and does this thing with her tongue, and it is so <laughs> funny. But I think people might have saw that as relentlessly annoying. (laughs) Okay, again, you either love her or you don't. Right. But, I mean, it's supposed to be a movie about quirky people doing quirky things. Right. Like they're trying to get the Da Vinci machine that turns lead into gold. Right. Okay, so we're not already at The Godfather. Like our premise is not there. There are people who dress up in makeup and they're named after the uh, candy bars and they hand you cards that tell you like you're gonna die so it is what it is and i'm saying it's it's ahead of its time it's a it's avant-garde it's out there because it was making fun of action movies it was parroting action movies sure. and so i just think yeah it's i just don't think everyone got it. i think we're too smart for that movie and everyone should listen to us um sure i i <laughs> I'm confident that's going to end well for everyone. I'll kill your friends, your family, and the bitch that took you to prom. <laughs> please, please, please view it. I don't know. Is it on streaming anywhere? Uh, let me look and see. I haven't watched it in so... I, pro- I think probably the only time I watched it was with you. Oh, my God. I, I watched it all the I time. I loved it. I thought it was great. 
And um, Danny Aiello and Bruce Willis are cat burglars. And they time out their robberies by using songs. And it is just charming as hell to see them singing. And that's what I'm sticking with. Okay, that's fair. Um, let's. Did you did you run through some ratings other than Metacritic? <laughs> is it lower than a seventeen? Five point eight on IMDb, <gasps> going with our theme of those They're people so are mean. rough. Thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes and Letterboxd, two point seven out of five. That's a oddly precise for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Even if you didn't like it when you first watched it, if you have seen it, watch it again. Because I think that, I just think everybody had a miss on that one. It's so funny. Well, it is. Um, again, I and I and Frank Stallone was in it. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Speaking of now current A-listers. Right. <laughs> um, I, I shouldn't say that too loud because his brother could beat the crap out of me. Right. Easily. Sly, you know, send me your dress. And here's the other thing. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. It's mm-hmm. a hundred minute movie. Movies today are easily yeah. two and a half hours. If you can't just squeak out an hour and uh, 40 minutes to to watch a movie. Come on. It's good. I uh, see it. It is on Netflix, it says. Oh, please watch it. It is so funny. So, all right. What's next? Well, I have a sentimental favorite. Okay. And it's probably not as... I think that it's, it's sort of person, like people on the street like it more than critics do. But Smokey and the Bandit. It's one of my favorite movies in the whole I wide world. I don't think that Smokey and the Bandit qualifies as a movie that we love that other people hate. Well, other Metacritic gave it. it a 50. Well, that's better than any other movie you <laughs> looked up on there. <laughs> well, it blows that 17 out of the water. But... So lots of people in that movie that are no longer with us. Yeah. Um, although Paul Williams is still alive. Yes, he is. And you know that... The interesting thing is Paul Williams has written more songs for so many different artists. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. Also, just so you know, when um, when Justin and I were in Nashville, mm-hmm. we toured the Country Music Hall of Fame. So there's the museum and then there's the rotunda. Mm-hmm. In the museum, guess what was there? I don't know. Bandit. <gasps> Really? I have pictures. Also, there was Elvis's gold-plated limousine. Oh. So. How heavy is that? I didn't lift it up, so I'm okay. uncertain as to its weight. Wow. It, it Tone. Those, it, Tone. It had those velvet ropes, <laughs> which act as a force field. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Burt Reynolds, Jerry Reed, Jackie Gleason, you had some really wonderful people in there. Now, Pat McCormick was in there, who I love. I do too. He was so funny. You, you want to talk about a, a, a phenomenal character actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is it. And I never cared for Jackie Gleason at all, except in that movie. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So interesting, interesting. I didn't um, like the... Like, to the moon, Alice thing from the honeymoon. That, talk about things that, that don't, don't age, age well. well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was just always, in that that TV show, they just always screamed at each other. It was just too much. It's like Maud later on. I don't know if anybody's watched Maud. I tried to watch it not too long ago because my deep and abiding love for the Golden Girls is well documented. 
But B. Arthur just fucking shrieks at everybody. It's miserable. Right. But remember, when we talked about this, when we talked about 80s TV, and we talked about that shift in attitude between the 70s and the 80s, it wasn't just Maude. It was all in the family. They were always at each other's throats. Mm -hmm. You had the Jeffersons that had a little bit more upbeat tone to it. Yeah, but he was mean to the maid. But you had one. Okay, but she was awesome. I know. She was having Florence was the best. Um, but then you had one day at a time, and mm-hmm. you had you had uh, Bonnie Franklin and Mackenzie Phillips at each other. Yeah, they throats. were always fussing at each other. But I think Mackenzie Phillips had her own set of issues outside yeah. of one day at a time. Um, so, at any rate, moving on. Well, I just you know, Smokey and the Bandit. Here's a little fact: um, Alfred Hitchcock considered it one of his guilty pleasures was watching Smokey and the Bandit. I don't know what's guilty about it. It was one of Sally Field. You gotta mm-hmm. love Sally Field. Sally Field's birthday is the same day as mine. Mm. You guys are the same age, too. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm much older. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not suggesting that The Flying Nun was great television, but... <laughs> no, she's been entertaining for a long time. Yes, Also, indeed. you know, that's the thing with, like, Gilligan's Island and some of those silly shows. You just gotta meet them where they are. <laughs> You just can't go in thinking that's going to be MASH. You just got to meet right, them where they are. Right. Yeah. Hey, can they really recharge that battery with coconuts? Sure. <laughs> fuck it. Whatever. Right. When in Rome. You built an entire car, but you can't fix a 12-inch hole on the side <laughs> of a boat. Right on. Uh, so what is your next one? The Wedding Ringer, Kevin Hart. Absolutely. Have I seen that? I don't know that you have, but let me run through it real quick. A 6.6 on IMDb, which actually weird, and that's out of 10, by mm-hmm. the way. 6.6 is evidently high praise for the for the gods at for IMDb. For the defeats on the IMDb. <laughs> right, which is just people like I know, us. I know. Um, 29% Rotten Tomatoes and two out of five on something I've never heard of, Common Sense Media. So I'm not sure... Two out of five. I mean, that's pretty miserable. If you haven't seen it, it is absolutely phenomenal. Kevin Hart plays a professional best man. Oh, how funny. And Josh Gad plays the the guy who needs a best man. Mm -hmm. And they form this friendship that is um, that is is so unique. You can, I think you can actually feel it. Mm-hmm. And it is so good. I think it is a wonderful movie. I think it has a great message to it. And I think a 6.6 is an absolute travesty. Well, have you seen any of the Kevin Hart movies with The Rock? Yes. Oh, my God. They're so funny together. And, and, and really, I feel the same way about The Wedding Ringer. If you want to laugh and actually kind of feel good, mm-hmm. the boys and I absolutely love this mm-hmm. movie. I own this movie. And oh, I don't, you do? And I don't buy movies much anymore. I would like to see it. It has Ken Howard in it, who I love. It also has Cloris Leachman Cloris Leachman in, it. Leachman in uh-huh. it, who I adore. Yes, yes. Yeah, Ken Howard I like a lot. Um, and it just, it's just so funny. And the concept is the concept is great, mm-hmm. I think. So that is funny. And that's not a guilty pleasure of mine. That's a movie I absolutely love. I recommended it to several people. Yeah. So so check it out. It's an absolutely great movie. Um, very funny. You can get it on Amazon Prime for uh, or I'm sorry, Amazon Video for two ninety nine. Uh, looks like you can also get it on YouTube for four bucks. That's that's three or four bucks well spent. It's an hour and 40 minutes that you'll enjoy. So so I think we're probably winding this down. Do you have any other ones you want to mention? Well, I have. <laughs> I do. Okay. One, oh, my God. 
Waterworld. See, I've never seen that. Because <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I love it. It's it actually, I want to point out, Metacritic gave it 56%. Oh, That's a pretty high F. It's smoking, smoking <laughs> the bandit out of the water. Out and of the water. Boy, I'm all full of puns over here. You are. You are. Um, but no, I mean, it's a 6.2 on IMDb. It's from 1995. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the polar ice caps have melted and there's just water everywhere. And I, again, conceptually, I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. That's Kevin Costner, right? Yes. I didn't find it preachy or anything else. But it's just one of those that you it kind of gets you thinking a mm-hmm. little bit without it kind of being so abruptly in your face. Doesn't somebody have a map? On their back or something? Am I making this up? I don't remember. 1995 was a long time ago for me. Have you drank a lot since then? I can't say that. I don't want to offend people who drink. Don't don't be offended. Steve does not really drink that much. I don't. I only drink when I'm awake. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Kevin Costner, okay, in, in any movie where there's going to be tension between rival groups... And Dennis Hopper shows up on the scene. Oh, my God. Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Gotta what? love him. Gotta love A him. A phenomenal actor. Absolutely. Sometimes I don't think he's acting. He's like the pre-Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Needs more cowbell. Right. Like, he was weird, but amazing. Kind of like Christopher Walken. Sure. Although I don't think he killed Natalie Wood. <laughs> oh Sorry, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I don't. No, no. <laughs> Chris, if you're listening, I'll send you a sticker. <laughs> right, because these are people who definitely want to hear us. So You never know. Um, We're charming as hell. We are. I want to talk about a couple of other movies real quick that are actually great since you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that you watch a lot of old movies. Um, the first one is Shane. That's a Western. Oh, and yeah. it, it, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. It has Jack Palance in it. So have you seen it? Yes. Oh, you have seen Shane. Tone from no, that wasn't no. It's it's a 1953 movie and it's a western yeah. and it's not really in your wheelhouse. No, I have seen it because I mean, as much as I tried to avoid people being sticky and dirty, uh, it would sneak into my life. You want to talk about a good message? And mm-hmm. I mean, although it was kind of annoying to me, Shay, Shay, come back, Shay. <laughs> but it was a great movie. One of my absolute favorites, and maybe next week. We'll carve out a little bit of time to talk about our favorite Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. Let's not do a whole... We don't need to yeah. do a whole episode on it. But don't get me started on Alistair Sim and his portrayal of Ebenezer Scrooge and what is the all-time best That's a, a black, Christmas carol. black and white yeah, one, Yeah, I think right? 1953, I think. I'll look it up here in a minute. Um, but from 1938, Spencer Tracy in Boys Town. This, I've seen that. It is. It, did, did you not love it? I've, it, I was young. I mean, okay. I think I was probably in middle school. Well, it was 38. So, yeah, you were probably in fifth grade. <laughs> he's such a dick. <laughs> remember, he's two years, two months, and one day older than me. But, no, I remember Boys Town. And I remember it was one of those things that came on, like, on a Sunday afternoon on, like, a channel that used to be independent but now is an NBC affiliate. Right. And I remember sitting down and watching it with my grandparents. And it was really good. Okay. Um, It was similar for me. It was probably a Sunday. It was probably a rainy day. Mm -hmm. And it was in the fall. I remember Mm -hmm. that. Um, But it was just just a terrific movie. And you had Spencer Tracy and Mickey Rooney. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really recognize a whole lot of the other people in there. But um, Mickey Rooney I recognized because that same channel that you're talking about used to 
do what is that Mickey Rooney TV show when he was a kid? Uh, Andy Hardy. Andy Hardy. Yeah. They showed all the Andy Hardy movies. Yes. So yes. so I knew him and Spencer Tracy. Of course, how could you not know? Seven point three out of ten on IMDb. You people are just hateful. <laughs> Get out of the basement. Go touch some grass. See what that giant glowing ball in the sky. Oh is. my gosh! How that could not be at least an eight point five is mm. absolutely beyond me. So, but. But it talks a lot about the the true story of Father Flanagan and the establishment of Boys Town in in Omaha, um, Omaha, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in, in Omaha. Omaha. Um, again, a terrific movie. So we hope that you know maybe you'll if you haven't seen some of these, maybe you'll give them a try. Maybe you'll email Stephanie and let her know what you thought of some of them. We would love to know what your like sort of indulged movies are because I think everybody has kind of like, you know, they tell us we should like the Godfather, the Godfather part two, right? You know, yeah, these I mean, are the movies are... we're all supposed to love. And yeah. And, and Godfather's great. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say Abe Vigoda, I know is dead now. I know. Bless his heart. But he was I, one of my favorites. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But no, I, I, it was, it was a fine movie. There's no question about it, but come on, you know, I, I'm not going to the movies to, to live real life mm-hmm. and I, I want to go, I want to enjoy it. And, and I don't want to have to think a whole lot. So much like listening to this podcast, <laughs> just let it flow over you. Just right. let it wash over. And you. that's like one of the things that, you know, I don't like to watch war movies. No, I don't either. It, it scares me. It makes me very anxious and sad. I just don't and like them. I don't I just, like it. I don't like gratuitous violence. Right. And I think that some of those have, and like the one that I watched was um, born on the Fourth of July. I think it was the last voluntary war movie I actually saw. Oh no, I saw Pearl Harbor, and that was that was a miss. But born on the Fourth, that of was July, awful. It was that awful. Was, how can you make a love story out of Pearl Harbor? <laughs> for God's sake, how can you fuck up Pearl Harbor? Exactly. Really. And so. Ben Affleck is one of my favorites, and so I was, you know, whatever. I was disappointed in it, but. I think it's important that those stories are told, like those gritty, like platoon and things like that, that it's important that those things are told, but that's not always what everybody wants to see. And that doesn't make a movie like, I don't know, Tootsie, that is just incredibly feel good, you know, makes you happy, makes you think, but not, it's not in your face. You know, we need to like pay attention to those movies too. It doesn't always have to be so heavy handed. Right. And, and, you know, don't... I go to the movies. I don't watch films. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's right. just like I said. I go to the movies. I don't go to the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to enjoy myself. Now, those that do, that's great. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm not a foreign film guy. I'm, I'm just, I'm not interested. Um, I'd rather read a book. Right. I would rather read a biography. I would rather read a nonfiction um, about whatever the subject matter is than I would watch it. It's the same reason why. Do you get annoyed when you go onto a news feed and you find an article and you go, oh, I want to read that, and it's a video? Oh, I hate it. I don't need the news read to me. I right. want to read <laughs> right. it. So, um, I'm, Alistair I'm very, Sim, I'm very sorry. good at reading. Yes, I'm sorry. Real quick, 1951 was when that okay. came out. That is the best version of A Christmas Carol, I think. But next week, we'll carve out a little bit of time to talk about... Um, our favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. How'd that water get there? Water? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> so. Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> so I just want to offer, a, like, a, I don't know, sort of a steal from one of my 
podcast I listened, I think I already mentioned it that age well. They talk about palate cleansers. So, you know, if you want to check out the silly movies that we've talked about, that's great. If you want to see a movie that's actually pretty serious, but is, I think, one of the most visually stunning movies ever, watch Witness with Harrison Ford oh and Kellen McGillis. That is a great, great movie. I don't think it's all that heavy. I think... I love that movie so much. Yeah, it is It is a terrific movie. Um, but, um, I mean, I don't think it's got a great, I don't think it has some sort of heavy message to it. It's a, well, I think I it's an entertaining know. movie. Yeah. I mean, I think that there, people might see it that way because the, the murder and things like that, the, the barn raising scene takes my breath away every time I see it. It is so gorgeous. Oh, and Alexander Goodenough plays such a great, I mean, he is such a gifted actor. I mm-hmm. think Harrison Ford is too, no doubt. Um, I, I always have to try. Oh, I forgot Danny Glover was in that mm-hmm. too. And I love Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas Haas and his ears were in it. I know. <laughs> they were never in the same frame together. That is true. <laughs> I, and, and this is, that is an homage to him because I have very big ears as well. <laughs> I always used to tell the boys when I need to turn left in the car, I just roll down the window and stick an ear <laughs> out. It. Acts as a sail and spins us <laughs> right around. That so. is not true. Um, but, you know, Viggo Mortensen was in there. Uh, Ed Crowley was in there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you think about some of these folks. Patty Lapone was in there. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, she's Harrison Ford's sister. Okay, okay. Because remember, he's staying with his right, sister. Yeah. Right, yeah. And she's just fantastic in everything she does. Oh, absolutely. And I'm trying to find the year of this. Do you remember? It was in the eight, like 86? 1985. What a great year. Right. So it might not be on every critic's top list, but I'm telling you, if you want to see a movie that is not, it's well acted, It the story is good, and I'm telling you, it is such a beautiful movie. I think part of the reason I like it so much is because we're from a rural part of the country, and nobody highlights or sp- like spotlights how beautiful the farms are and right. things like that, right? Because they really are. So I love it. So check that one out. For no, me. that is no, that is absolutely true. What I really liked about it was the amount of time that we spent in Amish country with mm-hmm. Amish families to mm-hmm. kind of dispel this notion that somehow these people are backwards. Right. They're not. They're incredibly gifted craftsmen mm-hmm. and craftswomen. Um, no, it's a terrific movie. So uh, Hulu Premium. Uh, subscription watchers can watch Witness. I imagine you can probably buy it on Amazon I to think rent. So. I mean, I imagine so. do you know what Metacritic gave it? What? 76%. Okay. And IMDb users 7.4. Oh my God, get the stick out of your ass. That was a 93% Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. IMDb users 7.4. Right. It, it it wasn't uh, it wasn't the John Travolta terrible science fiction movie that oh, apparently they love Battlefield Earth. Yes. Oh my God. That was. Oh awful. no 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 no. I think no. I mentioned this last time. Now there are movies that I hate that everyone else loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I Married an Axe Murderer was the movie that I finally decided it's okay <laughs> to get up in the middle of and just leave. <laughs> Now, I, I have to preface this because I'm going to name a couple of others that will not make me popular. I do love Mike Myers. Oh, yeah. I think he's incredibly talented. Um, but I could not, stare, could not stand So I Married an Axe Murder. Mm-hmm. Could not stand Austin Powers movies either. I didn't. Just I not my thing. Mm-mm. It's not my G, but other people like it. That's great. Um, but there are a couple of movies that, that I don't like that everyone else does. What about you? Okay, well, I'll tell you the deepest, darkest secret. I hate It's a Wonderful Life. 
How are we even friends? I can't stand it. <laughs> Why? What's so... Do you hate Jimmy Stewart? No, How could you I, not like Jimmy Stewart? I like Jimmy Stewart. Is it Lionel Barrymore? Because he does play a giant bag of douche. <laughs> Lionel Barrymore such a dick. No, I, I just... Uh, there's nothing about it that I shouldn't like. I mean, it, it's, okay. it's charming. Is it possible that you don't like it because everyone seems to kind of make you think you're supposed to? Yes. Okay. Because that's the kind of thing, like, I am I have just a touch of the contrarian in me. So I've never seen Pretty Woman. I will not see Titanic. There are just some things that I'm just like, Mm-mm, no, no. Okay. Well, I've seen Titanic. It ends poorly. I'm just, I don't <laughs> right. want to, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. <laughs> I'm like, I know how this ends. <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the original Miracle on 34th Street with Maureen O'Hara and Fred Gwynn, not Fred Gwynn, oh my gosh, it wasn't Herman Munster, <laughs> Edmund Gwynn. Utes, Utes. <laughs> Did he and say Utes? we're back to Natalie Wood again. So, yeah, Natalie Wood played mm-hmm. the daughter. Um, I forget who played the love interest of Maureen O'Hara, um, but a, a wonderful movie that I don't think you're forced to feel any particular way about. Yeah. Um, but no, I understand what you're saying. I've always been a big, well, of course, you know me. I love, love, love Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised we haven't started Christmas music yet. Uh, well, because I was threatened with an inch of my life if I started it before December 24th. So Who said that? <laughs> no. Well, our, our office mate does not care oh. for it playing before Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, now, my son and his girlfriend decorated their house the weekend... After we got back from Nashville, which, for those of you keeping score, was before Halloween. <laughs> Their Christmas stuff set? Yes. All Good of it. Good for them. I'm like, uh, I love Christmas, but I don't, I, one of my things, I would always undecorate the house the day after Christmas. Sometimes I'd do it Christmas night because when it's over, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, I love it. So I, I don't know that I can handle it being up all that long. So. I just don't decorate. I won't be this year, so there's not really a need to this year. Um, but at any rate, uh, no, I, I can understand what you're saying. Yeah, so. I just, I don't know. It's And everybody just waxes so enthusiastic about it. It's just kind of cloying at some point in time. Which is interesting because I don't really ever hear anybody talk about it. What about a Christmas story? I love a Christmas story. You'll mm-hmm. shoot your eye out? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. For so. sure. That's All great. Right. Very good. What are we talking about next week? I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk about Christmas movies for a minute. So, yeah, I'm not absolutely sure, but what what do you think? I mean, we've got Thanksgiving coming up. What? Yeah. You know, one of the greatest things we did in 4-H, um, you know, like I said, we I grew up in a rural part of the country. We actually went to a church in an urban area and served um, meals. And, you know, as we get closer to Thanksgiving, thinking about, you know, people that are food insecurity or live in food deserts and and just kind of the amount of food that we waste. Yeah, if we could talk about that. I mean, I know I am guilty of that. You know, even even you know, go to the grocery store and I think I'm going to eat healthy this week and I buy a bunch of vegetables that I'm throwing away at the end right. of the week. I mean, But you know what? You know how the vegetables get brown and watery and, and like go bad in the refrigerator? Right. Cake never does that. <laughs> <laughs> That's because cake loves you. That's cake why. loves you oh and wants you to be happy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, um, so all right, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about organizations that feed the hungry next week. Then it sounds like. Yeah. So okay. Also, as a reminder, we're going to carve out a little bit of time to talk about our favorite Christmas muse, uh, movies. You want to carve out a little bit of time to talk about our favorite Christmas shows or or 
I think that'd be fun. Okay. So we'll do shows and movies. We'll carve out, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, that are holiday themed. And uh, we'll go from there. Right. So before, you know, uh, you turn off your computer tonight or set your phone down, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter, Patreon, Facebook, and Instagram as well. I want to hear from you. Reach me at stephanie at weekendmediagroup.com. Let me know what your favorite, you know, less than spectacular movies are or movie that you want us to talk about that maybe, you know, like Witness that kind of flies under the radar. Okay. I would like it if also if people could talk about what their guilty pleasures are, mm-hmm. what movies they really like. No porn, please. Yeah, no porn. Um, but you can get that free on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> if you're yeah, if you're paying for it, you're doing it wrong. Um, but uh, you know, if if folks could let us know if they watched one of the movies that we talked about, oh, that'd yeah. be great. Just remember if you um if you email and you don't want us to use your handle or your name, just say so. We'll be fine with that. Yeah. That's no problem. We're not gonna call you out anyway. No. Um but uh, in any case, we want to hear from you. If you have ideas that you uh, want us to give a nod to, we're happy to do that. And if you want to jump ahead and talk about food security or insecurity in your area of the country, go ahead and email Stephanie. We'll be happy to take those ideas as well as your favorite uh, holiday shows and movies. And I think, you know, for most of us, Charlie Brown Christmas is right at the top. But as a little preview for folks, if they want to go look it up, Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey actually brought me to tears when I was a kid. Aww. It was a really, really sweet movie. I so, remember that. Um, and it's hard to find now. It's not mm-hmm. usually played. I think I found it online somewhere. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, again, it's Stephanie at WeekendMediaGroup.com, Pod at WeekendMediaGroup.com as well. And as a reminder, if you leave a five-star rating and write a review, send it to Stephanie along with your name and address. We will send you some Anod Pod swag. Swag! Now, we do limit that to the first three, four, five people that do that um, just because, well, we're kind of on a shoestring budget. Right. Well, that's a lot of dead. <laughs> that's a lot of dead air. <laughs> so I guess we're done. Have a great week. We love you. Thank you love so you much so for much. listening. Love you so much. Thank you for listening. Be safe and stay well.